Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Madrid's Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage. Hello, welcome to the Paul and Rage podcast. I don't know, what episode is this now? Let's just say 500. This is the 500th episode of Paul and Rage. Coming to you from a special location, but more about that in a second. The hero of this story, one R. Corbett, remains in New York City... Saturday night here in Australia, Saturday morning, I think it is in America. Oh, hi, Z! Why are you talking without me? Oh, I'm sorry, my apologies. You look great, darling. You look like you've uh, you've really got a workout this week. Oh, steady on. Well, intellectually, God, what's oh, wrong with God. you? I mean, you instantly go, I mean, this is the problem with this podcast. I want to discuss philosophy mm. and you want to discuss toilet parts. I know. I just want to go straight to the gutter. Um, it's actually, I've actually just removed my hoodie because oh. it's been rubbish weather here for the last couple of days. Rainy, horrible, crappy. And now it's, uh, I'm just sitting in a hotel room and there is sun shining in the window oh. and I'm like sweating for the first time in three days, which is a nice change. First time in two days you've been sweating. Time for plus one to get into it. Well, you look great, but can I ask a couple of questions here, straight up? Now, once Mm -hmm. again, last week we took a lot of photos, and I think I might do one again here. (laughs) Oh, I like that one. I'm putting that in the private collection under side boom. Hang on just one second. Saved. Now, uh, last week you you seemed that you were sort of at, a house or hanging out at, at a yep. more permanent residence. Now mm. you're into the hotel room. Uh, why mm. have we changed venues? So uh, the lady that we uh, borrowed the house from came back from Australia. She lives there, but she was over back home at a conference. And so we've had like, we've got now four nights uh, in New York where we needed to find accommodation. And plus one is, uh, you know, a writer. He does a lot of travel stuff. So he got commissioned to do a story on boutique hotels in New York. So he has, I know, club club, right? The problem is though, I mean, and we stayed at some lovely places and they're all more expensive than I would ever, you know, think to, to spend money on. But there is a level of douchery at the boutique hotel. Oh, don't they love it. Which sort of doesn't go down at other hotels. Like when we rocked up to this one, and I'm not going to say any names because old man has to write an article about it. But <laughs> Can we call it the Chateau de Douche? Yep, Chateau de Douche. So we turned up and we checked in at Chateau de Douche and uh, they've just sort of given us a little bit of a one-two about the entire place. And, of course, because Plus One's reviewing, the general manager comes down, introduces themselves, and then the lady behind the desk says, now... Uh, if there's anything you would like to know uh, about New York City or what you could do, you know, other hotels have a concierge. What we have here is an attaché. And I'm just thinking myself, they're a bloke that's earning no money and yeah. can Google. Yeah, correct. That's what yeah. They are. He can Google, you know, cats on Broadway, two tickets <laughs> yeah. tonight. Or let's be honest, exactly. single bloke, uh, ladies of the night. <laughs> Charged by yeah. the hour, very yeah. discreet. I mean, it's. That's I mean, it. that's. Let's be honest. Concierges in in hotels do two things: book tickets and routes. Exactly. And the other thing that a boutique hotel loves is a personal shopper. Oh dear. So at both of the hotels we've stayed at, they've told us that a personal shopper, at just a mere touch of the telephone button will come to our house from Bergdorf Goodman, Net-a-Porte, like any of these kind of big high ends. Okay, can we can we do I've got an idea here. What? Do you have an internal phone to the hotel anywhere near you right now? 
Yes. Because let's call downstairs and see how this service works. <laughs> no, I can't. You can't make me do that because you know I hate that shit. No, no, it's okay. Just, just come on, seriously. No, come on. I can't. Just put me on speaker and press I... nine. If you love me, you will put no. me on speaker and press <laughs> If you miss me, you will put me on speaker and press nine. Come on. No, I'm in a hotel that plus one needs to review and the general managers come and personally, like, introduce themselves to us. I can't be, oh, P.S. We had dinner last night at the restaurant downstairs. And this is another thing where I just like to be someone who pays. Yeah. You know, I don't like to be somebody who's there for a special reason or you're something. Not, this is the, you, you, look, you are not a five-star Sheila and you're, uh, not a, and you're certainly not a freeloading Sheila. I just, I hate it. And the number, so we went down to dinner last night and they covered the cost of the dinner, which is delightful and lovely and wonderful. But the cost that you pay may not be monetary, uh, but it certainly is psychological. Yep, yep. Because I have never been approached at a table more times than we were last night. We had the manager come around. We had the server, the waitress, the you know the bartender. Everybody come over and check: is everything okay? Is it? I just wanted to come. Like I had barely taken a bite of my lamb. I just wanted to check that the temperature on the lamb was fine. I'll come back in a few moments to see if the steak is cooked. I, how about you just go away? See, I've thought of this. I reckon the thing to do is to call over the concierge, like, oh, hey, over here, thanks. Look, I'm, I'm trying to break up with my missus. Can you do the rest of this for me? <laughs> like, let's see how committed they really are yeah, to yeah. customer service. Where they'll go, okay, I'll step in. Um, uh, Rachel, um, he not like your bottom anymore. But also, of the people that are coming to review or the important people that come to town that they want to make a good impact on, do they truly believe that this is the level of service yeah. that everyone gets? You know you're only getting that service because you're reviewing the restaurant. But dare I say, it does explain uh, three quarters of the dickery that the showbiz world sort of has. This idea that, uh, what, 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 you mean other people don't open your car doors for you? <laughs> I, met, I met a girl you would love last night. She does the marketing for Madison Square Garden. Oh, the sport. get me over there. <laughs> and she was okay, hang on. Can I just quick... delightful. All right, because I know you're a massive sports head here. Now, yeah. I love the New York sports teams. Can I just double, can I just illustrate to the dear audience listening to us now just how unprepared you were for this experience? Yes. The New York basketball team is called the... Jets or something? No, that would be the <laughs> football team in, okay. in the gridiron. All right, that'd be the New York Knicks that we're trying to talk oh, about. Okay. Okay. The New All right. Knicks. Now okay, this yeah. is the easy one. There yeah. are two baseball teams in New oh. York City. What are no they? One, the New York Yankees. And the other one? The New York hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the street vendors. <laughs> no, the I other one. Know. The other one is called the New York Mets. Okay, that's. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the fish hooks versus the strange old Hindu symbol. If you have any. <laughs> I learned so much from you, Paulie. Well, um, you know, can I tell you one more thing uh, that happened last night? Yeah, and, I'm uh, not doing anything else. This is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shit house. If you don't extend on in the are chat. Are you aware of? Because um, you know, we've never. I mean, you know, no, we've no, we have. Here. No, we did. We did one. <laughs> 
We've, we haven't worked in uh, media in the heady days of put it on the company credit card, oh, you know. Oh, we got the arse end of it. We, we, we got, no, this is the, uh, the, the glory days of radio, yeah. well, they had left the building and, yeah. the, you know, the glow of the glory days had left yeah. the building and then <laughs> yeah. there was darkness and then we came in. That's, that's in terms of the showbiz of radio. Where, you know, if Rachel and I said, oh, we want, really want to go to Texas. Okay, are you paying to fly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is a whole world of tight arsery in media now that just didn't exist 20 years ago. Correct. But there is over here in the world of PR and things, and, and I think it, I'm sure it happens back home uh, as well, you know, people get a certain budget, but they realise that if they don't spend all of their budget, then the company next year will not give them as much money to do what they need to do. So when they get to the end of their time, and they, they just absolutely spend. So we had a lovely lady there with us last night who literally said, I have got to hemorrhage money. She bought a $600 bottle of champagne. Oh, hang on, what? Just, just to clear the decks? Yes. Other people go and buy highlighters just to finish yeah. off that June 30 off to office works and get a yeah. labelling machine. This okay. Sheila's knocking off $600 bottles of wine. Yeah. She said, I'm going to buy a bottle of champagne for the table. I thought, great. And then it turns up at the table. I thought, that's a bottle of like Perrier Jouet, $600. <laughs> a bottle. Give me that name what? again. Give me that name again. That's very impressive. You're sexy when you quote very expensive <laughs> bottles of wine. Let's go. Perrier Jouet. <laughs> What's okay, oh, serious question. As the non-drinker yeah. here, can you tell the difference between uh, a passion pop and a six hundred dollar bottle of champagne? Passion pop tastes like cat's piss with bubbles in it. Um, you know, something a bottle of unless your cat is particularly full of carbon. <laughs> Or unless your cat drinks a lot of pineapple juice or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this idea of a cat when it knows that it, you know, it's coming up to mating season. It goes, no, 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 no dine for me. Family circle. I want family circle pet food. <laughs> and it's just pineapple chunks. <laughs> oh, if you're a kid and listening to us, don't Google what that means. Oh, no, definitely don't. Please don't. But I think, you know, you can taste the difference between $6 a bottle Passion Pop and probably $20 a bottle or $30 a bottle Champagne. Yeah. But then when you're going between $30 and $90 or $30 and $600, you couldn't tell the difference, you no. know. But it's a delightful world to be able to go, ah, oh, I've got to blow two grand in two days, you know. Wow, I just love this. It's like... You're right. In our business, I thought that was long gone, but it probably still exists in the public service, you know, where they turn around and go, there's a new government, they're going to slash as much as possible, so spend, 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 spend. So, okay, so Unite, did the bloke come over? Because there was that little pretentious thing they used to do in sort of the fancy restaurants around town where there'd be a guy who would come and sort of use a comb to get rid of all of the different uh, stuff (laughs) off the table. We had no breadcrumb comb. You're kidding me. In New York City, you don't have... Comb man. Yeah, you don't have that person but they had it at the summit in Sydney. That was not yeah. only a revolving restaurant, but one where also you could just leave crumbs and they would get rid of them for you. <laughs> Take the that, other... Big Apple. I know, right? But that what they did have, uh, the other night we went to dinner and it was just a, you know, a normal sort of restaurant and it one was one of those situations... Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, stop taking photos. Um, and it was one of those restaurants where it was, t- we had booked a table for 8.45, but we turned up at 6.30 for drinks. And, of course, 8.45 rolled around and they still didn't have a table for us. The people weren't leaving yet. 
So we ended up waiting three hours outside in the cold for a table. No! But it was at that point where we'd kind of gone past the point of no return and we thought, okay, a walk somewhere else is going to take 15 to 20 minutes. Then we might have to wait another, like, you know, it could be just 20 minutes here, so we'll stay. And then next thing you know, you stayed for three hours. But this is the thing, you know, surely, but see, the great, one of the great things about New York City is you can always pull a pin and you will find somewhere basically equally as good within a five-minute walk radius. So you yes. had to go because this was part of the, you know, the being polite, no. the reviewing, or you just it stuck it out? We just stuck it out because we thought, oh, it's supposed to be Sweet. good. and. So we sat there and then we're star- like we are beyond starving, right? Starving does not even cover how we were feeling. And the place brought us out a couple of bits of bread and stuff because they knew, okay, we've taken a piss here. <laughs> hang, on. Dave, and- hang on. Can we just paint a metal picture here? You and Plus One are in the street wearing, I'm presuming, coats because it's a little cold, and they came out Ratatouille style and gave you a slice of bread because they had... They feared for the homeless girl from Australia with the frizzy hair. No, we were sitting in their outside courtyard. Oh, my version was much better. Yeah, it was much, much better. Three hours? No! I know. But have a look. I've taken a photo of what they brought us out. So I, in all of my culinary experience, have never had an amuse-bouche. Have you had an amuse-bouche? Wasn't that a show on SBS? (laughs) What it is is apparently just a palate cleanser. Oh. But when you have sat oh. there for three hours, mm-hmm. okay, um, and I... you are dying of starvation, and I will put this up on our Facebook page, what do you think you are going to say when this comes out? Get <laughs> that is That is an AIDS ribbon. <laughs> Like that's the that's the way it looks. It looks like yep. you know an awareness ribbon with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dots. You know, like the sauce bottle is so empty that you've gone <laughs> once. That is a shaving of cucumber fashioned into an awareness ribbon with a few dribbles of sauce on it, oh, and that's what came out on the very first plate. And I thought, are you honestly yeah. hoping that one of us punches you? Yeah, like, reckon... is that what you want? Yeah, the, perhaps the awareness that the restaurant was going after was, yes, we know you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. So tell me, mm. Paul Murray, yes, enough about New York City mm. and the douchery that I have been experiencing. I want to know about personal training. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. All right, we're three weeks in. Can I not do the Bridget Jones things about the numbers, like about weight and stuff? Oh, of course you do. Because, okay, I'll just say this, though. Okay, we're three weeks into the journey of personal Mm. training. Uh, Now, uh, a very good mutual friend of ours tipped me in and said, look, I've personally trained for ages. I've lost a little bit of weight. And, you know, why not come along, Muzz? And I just thought, oh, why not? Like, just finally I'd hit that moment. Maybe it was because I'd just had a stroke. I don't know. But there, <laughs> but there was a moment where I thought, bugger this, I'm going to give it a go, okay? Yes. Not a whole wake up and that's it. It's a new day. But I'm, mm. you know, oh, radio, regional radio man almost got to run I there. know, I know. <laughs> he's, he's really proud of you. Regional mm. radio man is super proud of you. And while you're talking about, like, the joke of having a stroke, let's not forget that there were a couple of times when we were on air together where you got a heartburn and tingly arm and I thought you were going to have a heart attack. <laughs> so I'm really glad that you are a personal trainer. So, so, so I went a few weeks ago and, you know, what's the thing where you go from doing push-ups, apart from insane, what's the thing from oh, going perfect. from... 
Yeah, yeah, burpees. Oh, where you go from, I hate burpees. Now, the burpee is you basically are doing a push-up and then you jump up straight. Yeah. So did a few of those, did some of those lunges, so sort of one leg in front of the other, you know, uh, balancing yeah. nonsense. Uh-huh. Um, I'm aware of the kettlebell now, which I never thought I would be aware of. And then, um, you know, the, the, the boxing gloves. I'm into the boxing gloves. I like the boxing gloves. Boxing's good, Okay, yeah. so sort of, you know, and it's all about the breathing, apparently, kids. So rather yep. than just going, you know, punch, 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 you're supposed to go punch, 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 mm-hmm. you know, so, so for every punch is like a... Mm-hmm. Either that or it was a Lamar's class that I accidentally walked in on. <laughs> So doing all these ones, a little bit of, you know, jogging, a little bit of running, whatever. Okay, the first one, you know, zero fitness. Zero fitness. Like, I don't have some... Wait, I would say minus fitness. Oh, (laughs) sweetie. Just because I have tiny titties here in the special studio. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Saturday night. Yeah, I had sub, sub, whatever fitness was. Yeah, sub fitness. So, okay, so we had to bring me up to zero. Now, the way that we got from minus fitness to zero was running, pushing, lifting, you know, puffing, panting, all the rest of it. Let me guess, vomit. Spew. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% certainty on anybody's first go out on a personal training thing. If you haven't trained before, the vomit will happen. So that is the equivalent, basically, of the exercise hymen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So for me, the magical moment was uh, at the end of the session. Anyway, great, fine, fair enough. And then it was okay. So that was a Friday. And I went, you know, see you Monday. And there was the part of me, I won't lie, Rachel Corbett, who's gone home going, you'll never see me again, sweetie. Not at all. Not interested. And then Saturday morning, I woke up. Now, I've never had a corked thigh, but I'm pretty sure that the feeling that was in both of my legs is the feeling as if somebody had taken a cricket bat to them in the middle of the night because, wow, they hurt. Did you stretch? Well, no. See, I wasn't aware of the warm-up, the warm-down, all of this. Yeah, okay. What's your personal trainer doing? You have to stretch. You cannot get to (laughs) vomit-inducing stage of exercise and then go, well... That'll be me, done. See you later. <laughs> well, like, these muscles haven't worked in 35 years, and now all of a sudden, we'll just go, oh, I'm sure they'll work themselves out. To be fair, when you've got a little bit of spew down the front of your T-shirt, I don't know <laughs> that the lovely young lady in the yoga pants wants to go pushing around my fat dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you know, I think she was like, he can work out those muscles on his own. So just okay. the pain was terrible. So mm. Saturday was bad. Sunday was even worse. And yeah. I am going to own something here, okay? Mm. Get ready. Hold the front page of Sydney confidential because for a solid 24 to 36 hours p murray was getting around some parts of sydney with a cane (laughs) i'm not joking i had a decorative cane you know the decorative cane with the gold horse's head on the top of it and i I was actually using it as a walking a i was in a lot of pain rage no. So I went, so late Sunday, I've gone and done TV, saw, 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 and then I went, bugger this, I'm going the Denker rub. Oh, okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. I've gone the Denker rub, good and hard on the legs. The bed stunk as if I had had some sort of crazy tin man bowel movement. It was just <laughs> terrible. Or some kind of like menthol sex fetish or something. <laughs> <laughs> Deep love. <laughs> I think we've actually just pulled together four bits of advertising all in one thing. Oh, anyway, I think so too. sponsorship's still available, paularoach.com.au. <laughs> now, um, so, okay, I go back on the Monday and I wake up and I go, bugger this, I'm going back. That was the hardest bit of all. Because if you go back the second time, then you've made the claim, all right, I'm in. So I've gone yeah. quite a few times and we've stepped it up, stepped it up. I have not spewed since. 
I have got faster, got stronger, and here's the best bit, Rach. I have even in the past week gone to a proper rock-solid health food store, and you know what I've been snacking on all week? Spelt bread. Get out. Spelt bread, sweetie. Rice bread. I've been doing the the natural bars. I've been having yogurt. I've been doing as much (laughs) as I possibly can, Racho. Wait, 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 wait. My mind is blown. My tiny little quinoa-loving, gluten-free, dairy-intolerant mind is officially blown. Are you enjoying it? Are you not hating it? Mm. Oh, come on, come on, come on. It's not that bad, right? I know you love tiny teddies, but it's not as bad as you think it is. What? Well, no, if no. you find good stuff, it's Correct. not terrible, right? Correct. And I've got to say, the motivation of this trainer has been awesome. She mm-hmm. uh, is lovely and supportive, but not like fake supportive. Like she's cool yeah. if you're having a good day, bad day, whatever. So I don't like it yet because, look, the habits are still the habits. The weekends are still, don't worry, do whatever you want. So I haven't made enough of the big changes, but mm-hmm. a lot more water than I would normally be drinking. I'm getting around with a couple of the things. Even a bit of your chloroform business I'm into at the moment as well. Chlorophyll, you mean? Oh, the green stuff, yes. <laughs> Chloroform's <laughs> the stuff you use to date rape people. <laughs> <laughs> people always say to me, is that chloroform you're drinking? I think I say to them, what do you think, I'm building up an intolerance so that I can't get date rapes? Like, what do you... Yes, I drink this all the time, just on the off chance that someone puts a cloth up to my mouth in a dark alley, you idiot. <laughs> Well, Polly, I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. This is great. I never thought I'd see the day. I thought you always told me that you'd have to have a heart attack before you do this. And I'm glad you haven't had a heart attack to get this happening. And the fact that you're doing it, you're going back and you're trying again, because I know it's easy to just stay in bed and not worry about it and and stick to the cane, because that's, you know, (laughs) then you're kind of hipster. Then you're kind of cool. Well, I'll be honest, honest, it's that thing where, you know, as funny as the thing is with the cane, there's just, there's a shame about it where I just went, Mm. I don't want to be a fat guy who hurts this much, you know. And I'm just telling, look, all the fatties that listen to us right now, don't worry, I'm still with you. I love my margarita pizza. So let's go nuts with all of that stuff. But just, I don't know. The best thing I can say is just get moving. Like, it doesn't matter what yes. it is. Just, you know, whatever your version is, like when you've got this podcast, next mm-hmm. week, walk for as long as the podcast is, okay? So, and if it's 22 minutes, that's how long your walk is. And Rach and I will be with you in your sweaty little ears. And you can think of the sweat under my boobs after I exercise. And you can think of the little bead of sweat that goes down from the back of Rach's neck, just <laughs> slowly down her spine. Just very slowly down her spine. Just currently going down another couple of vertebrae. Okay. Just oh, moving in that little sort of bit All right. before the top of the just 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 okay. a bit of moisture on the tramp stamp and just. <laughs> All right, Paulie. Anyway, I love you. I love you. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Hello, my little red Corbett. Hi, hello there. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Uh, have you done much shopping while over there? No, actually, Plus One's done more shopping than I. We went to H&M, which is, you know, one of my favourite cheapy stores. Uh, and I, this is the thing about shopping in a big city that you forget. There are a lot of people here. And you turn <laughs> up and it's maybe 11 o'clock on a Tuesday and you think by Australian standards nobody will be in the store and then you rock in 
in and you cannot get near the changing room because there's a line of 40 people and then there's another line of 25 people waiting to queue up to pay and I just gave up. I yeah. couldn't be bothered. I have the same, a similar experience where, you know, Macy's, the sort of, you know, Grace uh-huh. Brothers equivalent or whatever, you know, it's 28 floors of jeans and mm-hmm. like one person at the cashier. It's like, hang on. Yeah. Like, the only thing that I did end up needing was a hairdryer at one point, and uh, and so I went searching through the through town, and I thought, okay, Macy's is going to be the place to go. So we rock in, we go to the first level, we ask somebody, could you tell us, you know, where the hairdryers are? He said, down on you know the basement level. So down we go on the escalators to the basement level. Can I just say that you are you are making one of the great rookie errors that Australians make whenever they go over to the United States and they buy electrical goods. You can't use it when you bring it back here. I know this is the thing that drives me nuts because of course I brought my hairdryer over here because I'm thinking my hair is a mess and I need my hairdryer, and then you plug it into the PowerPoint in America and it goes. Like somebody's, you know, like that's as much power as you get out of it. Like someone's breathed in your ear and you're like, what is it? I know we've got this metric system versus imperial over here. I have no idea how hot it is outside because what the f*** is Fahrenheit? When somebody, you know, I went for a run at the gym the other day on the treadmill and it's told me I've run two miles. How long did I go? I've got no idea. And then you plug your hairdryer in and you get no power. How is this the country that rules the world? Yeah, correct. Can you you just one more time, just to illustrate to everyone at home? Yes. Just how much power came out of your hairdryer? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. You know, the one thing about like strolling around doing things in New York City that is really interesting is the snippets of conversation that you hear from people as you walk past. Hang on, hang on. Did you actually get the hairdryer? No. Right. I didn't. I didn't get a hairdryer. You didn't didn't get one from anywhere. No, I didn't get one. All right, good. Just in case people are keeping notes, there will be a test, including us, at the end of the show. I just wanted just to see whether you did it or not. Anyway, what you enjoy, though, is the the snippets of conversation around New York City. Yes. So I have been writing down on my little notes app, which you know I enjoy to write in, little snippets of conversation that I have um, wanted to tell you of people that I've walked past, okay? Mm -hmm. So there was a lady in the West Village who said, she's on the phone at this point in time. So anyway, remember last year when somebody poisoned my plants? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what what are you even talking about? Then I walked past a father and son. This kid must be six or seven years old. And the dad says, you have to buy when the market is going up. It reminds me of the chats I have with my dad. Yeah, how are you? Good. Jeez, the weather's uh, acting up, isn't it? That's the, that's it. I yeah, don't get stock yeah. tips from my father. Especially not when you're six or seven, but this is what happens when you're in the West Village where, P.S., our next-door neighbour, they had like a massive, massive house uh, and the, they had two buzzers on the door. One said home, the other said studio. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the one that I knew you would love, you know, I mean, over here in America, people are bandits for bad kids' names, you know, like all of the celebrities with, you know, Apple and whatever else. There were a bunch of kids playing and uh, one of them couldn't find their little mate and he turns around and goes, Hey, guys, where's Honesty? (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) 
Honesty <laughs> is such a stupid name. Why would you call your kid that name? Who is calling their child Honesty? Honesty. Oh, and there's one more. We went to Central Park and we were sitting in this little like gazebo thing. You, go, you were this, inside a rotunda. We were in a rotunda. You're in a rotunda. And so we sat down and there's this guy there uh, who's sitting there on his computer and he's just typing away or whatever and it sort of becomes known like you know after a couple of minutes that he's actually being interviewed by somebody on Skype oh, of course he is. uh and yeah, so I'm an internet said, millionaire in a park this, <laughs> this is exactly what he was like all of a sudden he's just <clears throat> yeah yeah John I'm here no 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 I'm just in central park at the moment I've just come from the TED talk I just gave oh. um look it's an interesting point you bring up I've been an entrepreneur for years now oh. and now I uh, I teach people uh the art of entrepreneurship uh and on and on and on it went <laughs> And we were just sitting, the douchery was just ridiculous. And I thought, it is a conscious, he's like, uh, I'm in the park because I thought I'd get uh, sort of further south than I was uh, was going to from oh. the TED Talk, but I didn't. I'm like, you didn't think you were going to get further south. You wanted to talk about TED Talks and your yeah. interview about yeah. your entrepreneurship in front of everybody in Central Park. By the way, I think we all know that the entrepreneurship is normally when he begs for money on street corners. <laughs> Secondly, the TED Talk that he gave was at one of those places where in New York you can build your own teddy bear. Seriously, <laughs> this guy was nothing. He was nothing. And I don't care what sort of skivvy this dickhead had on. I don't care what app he came up with for some sort of emotion slash animal slash shit being thrown at walls. How awesome is that? I couldn't yep. care less. I hope he lives a long and boring life. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. The wonderful Trevor Long, who often gets a little shout-out on the show here, he deserves a special shout-out because we are recording the podcast in his studio. Uh, his yes. podcast, which he gave uh, us a, the rap on, Rach, he said we were the best podcast on the internet, by the way. Heavy. I know he's got headphones on and he's listening right now. Big yeah. kisses. Oh, through the internet. Oh, All right, Your yes. Tech Life is, is his podcast. Also, a website to go and have a look at too is EFTM, everythingfortheman.com.au. Okay, so we'll put the links up on the Facebook page and it's very nice to be in his studio. I'm only on Skypesies, um, so I can only see in. But when I called you on, or when you called me on Skype and I answered, you, it actually, <laughs> I thought for a second, has Paul got a new show? Like, where <laughs> is he? What's he calling? Is he interviewing me from another radio station? Like, yeah. where is he? Because it's so professional. It is. Well, I was going to say, it probably is a slight comment on my radio career if that new show was at midnight on a Saturday night somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like it's like I know someone in radio. We've all done this. It's like I know someone in radio, and they've let me use the gear. <laughs> like, yeah, totally, you know, when, totally. Or, you know all those people, you know, who do their acres entries, pretending to do one year's worth of uh, radio, but really they just walk into a booth for fifteen minutes before and go, "Okay, hang on, I'll just pretend I had a cold that day." <laughs> you know? yeah, oh, I sound really different, so don't I? Oh, hang on, <clears throat> you've won ten thousand dollars. <laughs> anyway, good luck at the Acres, everyone. Uh, finally, oh. before we uh, we finish up here, Rache, yes, yes. Um, what present have you got me? Let's just tell me up front. I, I don't need to open it. Just what have you what have you got me? What what what? I haven't got you anything yet. Oh, yet. 
Yeah. You, what do you want? You, you're leaving. Hang on. Tomorrow. I leave tomorrow afternoon. So what was the plan? What was the plan for a present? Well, I don't know. I was going to ask you what you want. Cause oh, you oh, oh were you? you? Were you? Oh, just until I brought it up. <laughs> this was a, you, Your big plan was to ask me, but I had to ask you, and that was after we did the thank you thing, and when were you planning to ask me, Rach? <laughs> I didn't know I had to ask you on the podcast. What oh, do you want? Oh, no, 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 that's <laughs> fine. No, no, no. We only spoke before the podcast, and, you know. My text you messages have been working want... for about a week. Is that, that, that my phone doesn't? No, You okay. usually want something from TDK or whatever that... that. <laughs> hey, what? The makers of old analogue tapes for my Walkman? Whatever that shop is that does electrical stuff. TDK! B&H. or you want me to put 50 cigars up my bottom and be a mule? Yes, could you? <laughs> what no, do the... you want me to get you? No, I don't want anything. I want you to come home nice, safe and sound and be fun and... Uh, Look, if you if you want to uh, Victoria's Secret, you know what size you are. <laughs> can I wait? Can I tell you one more thing? Yes. About <laughs> I can see I can see Trevor's in the background there. I can see his reflection when he laughs in that in the painting that's behind him <laughs> over here to your behind to your left in the colourful painting in oh, your yes. left there. Oh, okay. It's his head there. Can you see his head when he laughs? Yes. So you can see him laughing. Oh, hi, Z. Um, hi, Z. Now, by the way, for those who, who aren't on the Skype call right now, can I explain this here in this highly visual medium <laughs> about what the thing to the left is? It's yep. a giant poster, which is what? The evolution of Apple. And it's everything from 1824 when the first uh, Apple was created right through to the latest one. And funnily enough, Rach, do you know what the marketing thing for the Apple II was in 1734? <laughs> 1734. 1734. It was better battery life Apple, and a better camera. Apple- it was exactly the same then. <laughs> and we've bought this shit every six months ever since. Is that what the French Revolution was about? People getting pissed off at their iPhones running out of battery. Yeah. Les Miserables. <laughs> Do you hear the people sing? They want an iPhone that works. <laughs> and I want a dock where I don't have to buy a new one too. <laughs> Why does Belkin always make the stuff that Apple somehow can't? That is so true. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you a quick story um, that was a bit douchey uh, that I thought you'd like um, because I tried to go. We tried to go out to a bar the other night, and I didn't bring ID. Now over here, apparently, that's a massive issue because they their licensing issues say that everybody has to have identification on on site, and if they don't, then they get fined. So okay, fair point. I didn't know that. I turned up. I said to the guy, "Please tell me I don't look under twenty one." And he was like, "It's got nothing to do with that. We're going to get fined if you Ooh. don't have ID." I said, well, hang okay, on, hang fine. On. How, did, how did you feel being told, darling, no one's going to take you for 21? Because <laughs> you took that very well. True. So maybe I should have kicked up a stink about that. But anyway, so, of course, he's got an earpiece in, right, mm. and a little microphone that he talks to the people downstairs. Course, and he says, course. just let me see if I can sort something out. Uh, yeah, we got a, a couple of people from Australia here, uh, and the girl doesn't have identification. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just a second. All right. Um, so what do you do for work? I oh. said, I'm a writer. And he said, okay, and uh, you, sir, you do what? And he goes, I'm also a writer. He goes, okay, uh, just a second. The couple here, uh, the girl has no identification. We have a couple of writers uh, from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go, uh, clearly unemployed. Uh... <laughs> 
she could have said entrepreneur, but she's not in Central Park. <laughs> okay, that's totally true. I'm leaving it there. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I cannot come wait to come home to you because there is a level of douchery that happens around here that I am probably at my threshold limit on. Well. Uh, so next week we're going to be doing the podcast back together. No more live from New York. Oh, I'm excited. Wow. It's exciting. But I've got to say, you know, this Skype business, it's all, it's all very easy. It's all technically quite easy. It is, right? I appreciate it. So, you know, when I am sort of going around the world seeing as I'm, you know, if I don't, can't get a job back home again, I just might bugger <laughs> up again and we'll be doing this. Yeah, no, no. And if, and if Tony Abbott is listening, this is the perfect example of a young person when they're out of work, go overseas. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You've got to, you know, you've got mm-hmm. to... <laughs> got to keep us here, Tony. You've got to keep us here. Those unemployed writers, they're essential to your economy. <laughs> You've got to write a think piece. And if you're not careful, I'm going to start my own blog and get paid nothing for oh, it. Oh, hang on. Are you, going to fire oh. up? Are, you, are you going to fire up about lady issues? <laughs> of course. Of course. I can't find a man and my ovaries are crying. <laughs> Everything's sexist except me. <laughs> yeah. Can you please start a blog, The Normal Chick? And it's just like, you know, today's misogyny count? mm <laughs> Seriously, apart from Sundays when we do this, I haven't got a lot of other stuff going on. So, <laughs> oh, come here, come here. Do you want to cuddle? Just shh, yes, come on. I I'm going to cuddle the screen. Hang on, hang on. Okay. Oh, hang on. Just one second. Oh, hang on. I just kissed you on the neck. Sorry. <laughs> I, that's quite awkward. Meanwhile, we we really do need a, a like a proper photo of this because the two of us are actually hugging our computer yeah. screen. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, All right, I'm gonna... Trevor's taking the photo now. It's like we're in prison. <clears throat> oh, I miss you so much. Uh, I miss you. I miss you. I don't know why I'm making groaning sounds. It's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, photo up soon. Paulandrach.com.au. Darlin, can't wait to see you. Fly safe, stay nice, and, uh, you know, do stuff for a tax deduction. Don't you worry about that. I'm keeping every single receipt. <laughs> Including the $600 bottle of piss, I hope. Oh, yeah. As far as the tax man's <laughs> concerned, I paid for that Perrier <laughs> And thank you uh, to Trev for letting us use his studio. Trevor, just say hi, and see- then you're on our podcast. He's on our podcast. Yourtechlife.com.au, uh, EFTM, Paul and Rach on Facebook, and we'll see you next week. Bye, Z. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Paul and Rach.